part of the problem with smoking is that I get really bad dry mouth. <laughs> so, what was I just saying? You've been smoking the devil's blood, <laughs> is what saying. Sanus Lapidus. Welcome to the Mickey Mouse Greenhouse. I'm KK. And I'm Wiggles. And we're here to review Disney Channel original movies. DCOM. To see if they get a puff or a pass from us in 2021. 2021. 2021. We did all of 2020 doing these goddamn DCOMs. Yes. So. And thank you for sticking through. Thank you for sticking through in. What was a crazy year, and what started off as a crazy year this year? 2021, you know, already popped off and, you know, tried to, you know, just jump the shark. You know, just hit all of the notes of the season finale of 2020. It was, you know, the kind of season finale that, you know, you could you saw coming, but you yeah. couldn't have seen coming. So... But it's insane. So we had a pretty insane last week of 2020. So we went on a um, little vacation for Christmas. And we were in the backwoods in a cabin. And on Christmas Eve, our cabin lost power. And we were without power and without internet and without cell service for 24 hours. And not only that... (laughs) So on Christmas Day, we had no contact with the outside world. But more immediate than that, the power went out because a transformer blew up or... In a storm. Yeah, in a storm. So there was just a big fire. Yeah. Not far from us. We had to call emergency services on Christmas Eve. Granted, we barely had (laughs) self-service, period. So it it was a weird... But actually kind of endearing Christmas. Like, we made it work. We were able to get a fire lit. You know, we thugged it out until the power came back on. And we got water so we can take hot showers. And, yeah, like, we just made it happen. We, we still made Christmas dinner. We still made Christmas dinner. Yeah. We still had a great Christmas overall. And it's the Christmas that we'll never forget. Yes, it was wild. It was wild. And Penny the Podcast Dog had the time of her life. Penny the Podcast Dog was living her best life out in nature. Uh, We've just decided that Penny is not a city dog. She loves to be out in nature. She wants to be by a creek somewhere just contemplating life. Mm -hmm. She's a, you know, Henry David Thoreau dog. She likes the outdoors. She's a Walt Whitman dog. Yes. She's just about it, you know, contemplations. But yeah, so then we came home, and we had a crazy whirlwind week before between Christmas and New Year's, and we got into 2021, and what do you know? There's an insurrection. <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, we... It only took us six days into 2021. And it's kind of wild when you think about the type of bullshit, like... One, and I'm just going to pop off on the ex-president for a little bit. Like, this lazy son of a bitch didn't do anything about COVID and 400,000 people died. But worked his ass off to try to overturn an election that he could have won if he just gave a damn about any of those people who are dying of COVID. And on top of that, a bunch of 
fucking traitors ran up on the Capitol to decertify an election that most of us voted for, that most of us voted against, and most of us voted against this raggedy bastard. And why? Because they want to not wear masks and oppress black people. That's really the only cognitive reason that they stormed the Capitol and tried to kill people. And I really want that to be hung on their gravestones so that their grandchildren have to reconcile with the fact that granddad ran up in the Capitol and tried to overthrow America for a dude who can't spell hamburgers correctly (laughs) because he believes that somebody who doesn't care about anybody but himself should be president oh so bad. Yeah, I mean, it was horrifying. Like, it was horrifying. And, you know, we are um, fortunately safe where we are, but it's still a really scary feeling thinking that those people are in your city and are there to do hateful things to be terrorists and like being from dc like it wasn't just one week no it we wasn't ha- just we january have been 6th experiencing protests they're not and i don't want to call them these are straight up assaults they're yes. organized assaults yes. yes like people are coming together and mm-hmm. beating the crap out of people in the streets intimidating the people election. in their streets since the election it hasn't been making like national news but or maybe it has but then like the MAGA marches and all of this shit has been going on. But it's on. always been increasing. And so. this was before since before Thanksgiving. So this was after just after he lost the election. It was like Because I remember weekend. we were downtown, we went into that sandwich shop downtown. I remember there was that march. And we were driving through D.C. and they're everywhere. And they've been there every weekend. And when KK says that they've assaulted people, they have assaulted people. They have beaten people to the ground. They have terrorized them. There were stabbings. There are stabbings. They're assaulting the, the hospitality industry by bringing them in their COVID breaths. Yeah, so... Shame on them. Nobody wears a fucking mask. Shame on anybody who knows them, who hasn't turned them in. And shame on anybody who aided and abetted them, including a bunch of Congress people and Capitol Police officers. Fucking disgusting. So, fuck all y'all. But in Mickey Mouse Greenhouse news, (sighs) this crazy year, or that crazy event, excuse me, was... A crazy marker because we're getting closer and closer to a crazy marker of our own, mm-hmm. which is one year of this crazy podcast. Yes. Which is a what weird... was our release date? I feel what like was our first episode? our first episode. It was early. Came was out like, it was in, in January. January, so January thirteenth. So we just missed it. So this this will come out a few weeks after our official anniversary. anniversary. But we wanted to do a year in review. Yeah. A reflection. And you know, if we weren't such stoners, we probably would have done this a long time ago. We wanted to do this before the new year. And then, you know, life got crazy. Like, you just can't do anything like this during, like... I don't know. I just feel like we've been glued to our phones, like watching news. Like we haven't been in in the mood to watch. Hey, there was there was a whole damn insurrection. There was an insurrection. You know. <laughs> and hey, twenty twenty just fucking started. 
2021 <laughs> just fucking started. Like we, we're we're just experiencing this shit like the rest of y'all. Yeah. So, so unfortunately, we haven't watched a new decom for you, but we were thinking about some new things for the new year, mm-hmm. and of course, this will be a new season, and we're gonna have some new ideas. And I feel like one of them that we're pretty sure we're going to do is try to expand our movie universe permanently. I feel like we kind of dabbled with it in season two, mixing in some Disney movies that weren't necessarily DCOMs and some other movies. But I feel like we're going to mix in the DCOMs with Disney movies, but it's going to definitely be Disney Plus oriented. So if you have Disney Plus, if you're watching your DCOMs, you don't have to buy another service. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, keep enjoying what's there, and we'll just review more more Disney cons. And can probably I, some more mainstream Disney cons. Can we talk about this? Let's talk about it. I, when we say Disney cons, what do we mean? Are we talking Pixar? Are we talking Marvel? Are we talking Star Wars? If it's on say no. Disney Plus, <laughs> it's reviewable. But this de- this podcast obviously has a theme. Like I'm not gonna like yeah be yeah. Out here. We want to like, stay true to our decoms. You like, know, like we do just want to like give ourselves the mental break because sometimes it's like torture watching these things. We want to claw our eyeballs out. <laughs> but yeah, if you guys were trying to get the you know Wandaverse greenhouse, it's not gonna happen. I'm unfortunately like okay. maybe not a Mandalorian greenhouse. Uh, but we will have, you know, maybe some, some Pixar greenhouse, you know, maybe a little, a Bugs Life greenhouse through here. Oh, I would love to watch a Bugs Life. You know, like maybe, uh, throw in a little, um, you know. I've never seen Cars. I've never seen Cars. Boom. Okay, let's watch Cars. fucking Cars. Like, also, we've got some sequels to get into. Yes. So our first episode was Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. Again, that really that we released on January 13th, 2020. Um, Which seems like so recently yet so far. So long ago. So long ago. So long ago. So long ago. Well, we did a double release because we released that and The Color of Friendship on the same day. Which I feel like The Color of Friendship to me is really like... That the, was the first one we watched. That was the first one we watched. Yeah. We released it at the same day as, as Xenon. I feel like those two really like made the podcast real for us because mm-hmm. it was like... Aww. But, I mean, we kind of got into our rhythm and yeah. also, like, they're two very different movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that it's really cool that we got to do those ones first. And I feel like a lot of people enjoy those decoms based on the based on the fan feedback. I feel like our first four were some of my favorite decoms in, uh, yeah. in hindsight. I mean, I loved Oliver. Yeah, I've loved every movie that done. I mean, you know, each one has been different. There is definitely they're all my babies. Yeah. <laughs> as the as the editor of all of these podcasts, each and every one of these movies. I held in my arms as we recorded it, as we you watched it, it, recorded it, edited it, and released it. Oh. You know, brought it into the world and just let it fly free. And you know, some of them, some of them flew a little bit further than others, but you know, yeah. all of them, all of them were my own little babies. So we wanted to just do like a recap today of our year in review, our 2020, a year that we never expected. 
but we all made it through and for those that didn't ugh, our hearts break yeah it's terrible yeah it's it's really rough you know for those of us who were able to get even a little bit of solace or you know just enjoyment out of any of these episodes you know thanks for following us on this journey I, I mean, I feel like following us on this journey. We're just getting high and watching Disney movie. <laughs> but I really... It's, it's work. But I really do appreciate you guys kind of sharing in this podcast learning experience with us. Because it really has, you know, expanded our vision of what we want to do with the podcast. And, you know, how we want to build an audience. And, you know, you guys obviously are enjoying the content and we're enjoying putting it out there so let's get into some of our reviews yeah so we had a few categories that we wanted to get into yeah if so I think, you please wiggles i think if i think we first wanted to talk about like like our overall top like you want to do top three or top five Okay, like, okay, okay, okay. Like so movies, I do... think we should just start off strong. Like, which movies do we like the most? And then we can, can get into the details with the others. Okay, so let's do our top fives. Okay, top Going five. from five, so from five to one. N- number one is the best. Number one is the best. Okay. So you gotta build up to it. Okay, okay. Oof. Hold on. Can we take a second to review these? Okay, okay. okay. Pause. Okay, and we're back. So, <laughs> we have our list. We had to do a review. We had to do a quick a review. Pause. Quick pause. Little technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. So, we have our list. So, we're going to go with our top five, starting from five and counting down to our number one decom. But we're going to start we've with. We've also got an honorable mention. Honorable mentions. So, would you like to do the honors? Ms. Wiggles? We should each do our, like, five. Your, my five, your five. Your okay, four, your okay, five. okay. Yeah. So you go first. Okay, so my number five. So do you want to go with your five or do you want to go with your honorable mention? Oh, I'll start with my honorable mention. Good idea. <clears throat> my honorable mention is a goofy movie. Okay. Because I just thought it was a good story. I really liked it. I You had hyped it up. It matched the hype. I liked it. Yep. Boom. So, I cheated for my honorable mention. Also, you know how I have a thing for Goofy. Yeah. I think he's so funny. <laughs> funny, that's what you think Goofy is. <laughs> um, so, there's my honorable mention. I kind of cheated. I did Hocus Pocus, okay. which is my honorable mention okay. because it is a great decom. And also... It's not a decom. It's not a decom. It's not a decom. But also, I feel like it kind of encapsulates spooky season and all the spookiness that we did during our Blitz of Spooky decoms slash spooky movies. Yeah. And yeah. So, Hocus Pocus honorable mention. Okay. I was I was contemplating putting Hocus Pocus on the list but I didn't. Okay, so. So, okay. I'll I mentioned start. it honorably. I will start with my numero cinco. We have... Cinco. Color of Friendship. Color of Friendship. So, wow, it's like we're living in each other's brains because Color of Friendship is also my number five. Oh, my gosh. So, we can we can both talk about it. <laughs> okay, so my reasoning for it being my number five is, one, 
a big part of it was I love that it's the movie that really got us into doing this. So it's the sentimental. You know how I love Single being... Single my, my heartstrings love being pulled. Um, but I also thought it was a really good story. And I think that it's a story that rings true even more today. Even more today than when we recorded this podcast last year. It's crazy to say that that's true. Oh, God. It's, it's really actually insane to say that that's true. It is the decom that keeps giving. I think that if you watch any decom from this list, although it's not my number one, it's the decom everyone needs to watch. The Color of Friendship is important if you want to know about historical apartheid. If you want to know about current American apartheid, you're not going to get much of that from there. But I do love Color of Friendship because they pulled no punches when they talked mm-hmm. about black-white racial tensions, including pulling out, like, does Catherine Me Nigger in a decom. And, yeah. I mean, like, Disney wasn't fucking around. Like, they were just, like, no. straight... They pulled no punches. And I'm glad that that was our first one because it really was a spicy decom. You know, it, it gave yeah. us everything... That became the foundation of how we view these decoms. Yes, yes. I would say that's true. Because we came in with such high expectations. High. <laughs> so, I loved it. I thought it was such a good decom. It was, it was just really, really good. And because we were talking about this decom for days, that's what really inspired us. We were like, we want to talk about this more. Like, we want to, like, talk about this with other people. Like, we want other people to join in on the conversation. And you guys did. Yeah. So, thank you. So, boom. So, that's our number five decom. (laughs) Yes. So, what's your number four? Okay. So, my number four is Gotta Kick It Up. Gotta Kick It Up. What about you? So, I mean, tell, talk about it. We okay. didn't have the same. So okay, okay, okay. So, my Gotta Kick It Up, I put it number four. One, because I remember loving this movie as a kid. Um, I think I shared in that episode, but it was, like, the decom that I remember being able to stay home by myself to watch. Like, as my parents went to my um, brother's practices, like, I stayed home and I watched Gotta Kick It Up. I also just love how it tells um, the story of Mexican-American young women and their communities and the relationships that they have with their family members. And I think it did a really good job of exploring that topic of what it means to be a first-generation Mexican-American. So yeah, I just loved the story. The the actual like movie itself, like like not like the greatest, <laughs> but I mean it gave us America Ferrera. So it did give us America Ferrera. Need I say anything else? The the legend herself. Yes. So KK, what was your number four? My number four was Smart House. So my number four was okay. Smart House. I feel like okay. Smart House was kind of. It was a nostalgia pick. I feel like I remember it better, like, in hindsight as a kid than it, it, than it holds up now, especially in 2021, where most of the technology in there is either, like, non-existent or better than they imagined. But also, I feel like Smart House was so fun, and it was entertaining. It had, you know, a terrible Disney dad 
who basically got his whole family killed trying to, you know, cheat on his house. I mean, it was, it was, uh, I, I feel like it was one of my favorite decoms of the decoms. It was one I was looking forward to. It didn't disappoint. Um, it had an awesome dance break in the middle that was totally spontaneous and choreographed. It was great. It was so good. It was great. Smart House, number four. Okay. Number three. Number three. I gave to Miracle in Lane 2. Wow, so again. What? Convergence. Really? Number so three? Miracle, Miracle Lane, Lane 2 is my number three D. Wow, high five. High five. We're we did good. not do these together. <laughs> we did it. I, we did KK was like, I cannot talk to you about it before I can't we record. Because we wouldn't be able to get this amazing content if I did. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This is good. Okay, I love it. So, Miracle in Lane 2. Um, one, Frankie Muniz. This was a classic Frankie Muniz. It was great. It was a great performance. Great from the Frankie. Yeah, he was... He played this character so well. I think the storyline was just really good. It, it was a compelling story before yeah. Disney got its hands on it. Yeah, and I think... Um, it's funny how, like... My top three movies right now, or like, you know, five, four, three, are both, uh, are all like movies that tell stories about race and culture and, um, overcoming adversity. Yeah, overcoming adversity and adversity. Adversity. Adversary? Adversity. Adversity. Yes. Overcoming adversity. And I think that. Miracle in Lane 2 is just such... I love that it's based on a true story. Yeah. Like, I think that, you know, to be able to tell the story of a person, a young kid with disabilities who finds something that is his fucking jam and that he is so good at is like, yes, like, people are able to do... Every person is capable of doing amazing things. Yeah, and I feel like we're all trying to find ourselves out in the world and, like, do something that, like, leaves our mark. And, you know, it's, it's, it's harder for people who are marginalized. So, you know, that story is uplifting for somebody to, like, really leave their mark on the world and let the world know that, you know, they can compete and be a part of things in a yeah. way that's special and he left his mark in that um in that sport because you know people forever yeah who, and you know are he really paved the way for so many athletes that were using wheelchairs or might not have the use of their legs so yeah, yeah. Awesome so stuff. awesome story thank you for the story so you got to go into your number two. Okay, I know we don't have the same number two. Okay. Because my number two is Smart House. Your number two is Smart House. Yes, and I know that was your number four. My number four. So you got to talk up Smart House two more slots more than okay, I Okay, so one, yes, I'm still terrified of this movie to this day. But I trauma. think... <laughs> yes, there's trauma associated with it. But I do think that, like, it really... They nailed a lot of things. They did. Like the... Voice commands. Voice commands and kind of like the security and... Yo. And how like, you know, everything Wiggles. is like integrated. Wiggles. What? Katie Seagal should just do like a, an Alexa voice or like right? a Google Assistant voice. She just yes. should. She's be, she just should. We should make that. We should we should start the, the petition to get Katie Seagal to do a smart house voice. Okay. Let's do it. So, 
yeah, I just think that they did, like, a really good job of, like, kind of, I don't know. I just loved it. I thought it was really good. But I also think that um, they definitely missed a lot of things. They did. You know, it's worth it, mentioning. But, but, I mean, it's a 20-year-old movie. It was, it was fun. It was, I it didn't was... like a lot of the storyline. Yeah, the storyline but... was kind of weird. It was kind of weird they had this, like, super smart doctor. Yeah. Like, engineer who... Kind of turned into a damsel in distress. Well, actually, no. Yeah. She saved the day. She saved the day. She did day saving. Mm-hmm. A lot of day saving stuff. Yeah. Okay, so. So my number two was High School Musical. Okay. So I feel like High School Musical... I When High School Musical came out, I was a little old for DCOMs. But High School Musical had a lot of hype. And, you know, obviously I heard about High School Musical. High School uh-huh. Musical was a big fucking deal. And all of the sequels were also increasingly bigger deals. But I hadn't actually watched High School Musical. And actually watching it, I was like, wow, like, the production value on this is really good. Like, these are some really good musical numbers. Like, these are some catchy-ass songs. Like, I see why people really like High School Musical. So, yeah. Like, High School Musical was a fun watch for me. I feel like I liked everything about it. I felt like the montages didn't feel super montage It was a good decom for all the reasons we like decoms it was a very it it was a it was like the decom that i would say encapsul- encapsulates all the decoms so high school musical number 2 okay numero uno numero uno okay my number 1 is high school musical high school musical so i thought it was i was like a little upset cuz i thought we would have the same number 1 I was hoping we would both have High School Musical for number one. But I respect your decision. But I think that High School Musical was really the shift in how DCOMs would be moving forward. I think that it was a generational change. The paradigm shift. Yes. And I think we left the original DCOM universe. And finally, in 2006, we made it. To 2000. <laughs> I feel like Disney is always six years behind. You know, we made yeah. it out of the 90s. <laughs> in 2006. Um, but yeah, no, it was so good. And I think that the production value that was put into it was so high. Like, I got like the High School Musical soundtrack CD from my friend for my birthday, and that was very exciting. And so, like, yeah, I loved High School Musical then. I loved it now. It was a good story. And I think that there were a lot of big personalities. And it was a groundbreaking role for a lot of char- for a lot of actors. So, yeah. High School Musical is the number two. For, is the number one for Wiggles. And yes. my number one... I already know what it is. You already know what it is if you have been watching this <laughs> show. If you've been listening, you've been listening. You've been visualizing, you've been watching it. Mm -hmm. You have to visualize. We haven't done YouTube, not yet. Yes. But my number one is a goofy movie. A goofy movie. A goofy fucking movie. And it would be a goofy movie. And what's there not to love? The songs, iconic. Each and every one of them. Powerline, amazing. Iconic. (laughs) How can't you love them? One of a kind. 
Goofy, Max, what a combination. PJ's in the mix. You know, there's even a terrible Disney dad for you. You know, it, it gives you everything that you need. And guess what? You didn't know that you needed a single father out here until Goofy came along and endeared the shit out of himself to you and, and really elevated himself in this role. This was like his, you know, Leo DiCaprio does, like... He goes from Titanic to, like, the Wolf of Wall Street. Like, he, like, changes his lane a little bit and, like, lets you know he can get rough around the edges and, like, shed a tear. That's goofy in this movie. Yes. It is a goddamn goofy movie. It's not goofy. It's kind of goofy, but it is a goofy movie. It's my number one decom of the year. Go watch it if you haven't. Long time. I don't think anything is going to be a goofy movie for you. I don't know if anything can. It's it's the it's the nostalgia for me. It's you know renting this from Blockbuster and like watching this with my that, brothers. I mean, part of I feel the same way about High School Musical, right? Like yeah. I loved High School Musical. Like the nostalgia factor is huge. And that's what this that's what we're giving you on this podcast. We're giving you the nostalgia. Yeah. So we got to go into some quick hits really quick before we get out of here. Yeah. There are a couple of categories that we wanted to do, and we're going to try to rifle through them. So, who would you say is the worst Disney dad? The worst Disney dad is definitely... I want to say the dad in Quince. The dad in Quince fucking sucks. He was terrible. Yeah. Everyone in that movie was terrible. He's barely conscious. Um yeah. The dad in uh, Smart House is like some sort of like... Ayn Randian, like, like, negligent father. Like, he's crazy. He's like, hey, basically your older brother can, like, have a job so he can, like, take your room. And that, like, spurs this kid to, like, false, like, falsify checks and, like, steal an identity because he's 10 years old and his dad is like, well, if you're not monetizing yourself, then, like, you don't deserve equality. And... He, and then, like, that's what allows him to get molested by an FBI agent. Can I... Oh, God. Can I give an honorable mention? Um, terrible Disney dad. Uh, I would say the dad in Johnny Tsunami. Because not wow. only was he shitty towards his son, he was shitty towards his dad. Yeah, he was really dickish. And, he was and it's a not dick. like. It's like it's not even that he was doing things that were bad. And it's like it's that he was being a dick. You can't throw an aloha party at the end of this and then think that it's gonna redeem you for how you've treated your son and how you've treated your how you've treated your son his whole life and how you've treated your dad your whole life. Yeah. Also, smart house dad was was kind of a dick. I didn't. There's a lot of shitty Disney dads. Is what we're getting to. Yeah, we could we could have done a whole ranking of shitty Disney dads. We have to cut off somewhere. Okay. Next category. Best montage. Best, or worst montage. Oh, worst montage. The best worst montage was Color of Friendship. Because Color of Friendship had the yeah. best worst montages. It's like, yeah. they were just like, hey, like, I actually hate you and you actually hate me. And we're barely speaking to each other. You want to go to the mall? All right. Montage. Basically, we're best friends now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Can you scroll on the list for me? I need to take a break. You need to take a break? Well, we'll I need to break. decide who had the worst montage. There's a lot of them. Brink oh. had some crazy montages, but I feel like Johnny Tsunami and Brink No, 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 no. no. I found it. I found it. Okay. My, my worst montage is Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. 
Because oh. there were so many scenes of him just like like mutilating food in like blenders and getting things on ceilings and it was just like how messy of a show can we make this and it was that was honestly just like gross to me i hated watching those scenes yeah it's like triggering it's like yeah it's like watching the kid and matilda eat the chocolate cake it's like gross yeah it's gross (laughs) i will say that another one that had me with a few really weird uh, montages. I'm trying to think of it. Oh, the montage to end all montages what was, that? was the ending montage of Cadet Kelly. Oh my God, Cadet Kelly had the best montages. Cadet oh my Kelly God, had so many montages. Okay, I would say Cadet Kelly had the best montages. So those were such fast cuts. So there was one where. There was the ending montage, which of course was crazy, which was this dance routine, and we just didn't even want to make it look like Hillary Duff was dancing at all. We just like <laughs> cut the scene, and oh then also gosh. there was like the breakdance scene where Christy Carlson Romano and Hillary Duff. Oh, were just, you love like, some Christy Carlson Romano? <laughs> yes, that's we're just like <laughs> we're just breakdance fighting. <laughs> yes, like that was weird, but also hilarious. So I feel like those montages definitely have to be um, definitely have to be singled out as some of the best slash worst. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we also have to like put in uh, a category for like action scenes slash montages. Oh, yes. Johnny Tsunami had some great scenes. No, it didn't. Johnny Tsunami. Johnny had some great cutaway scenes where they had stunt people that clearly were not Johnny Tsunami. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Brink also had some great cuts. Oh my cuts. god, yes. Um, but the storyline was like actually worse than I remember it. Mm-hmm. What else What else were we thinking about? Uh, Motocross had some solid ones. Wait, sorry, what's our, what's the topic? This is These are like action scenes. Action scenes, okay, okay, okay. And, and Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior, the only thing that was redeemable about it was the fact that there were fight scenes sometimes. I would also say that Drumline... <laughs> Drumline. I forgot about Drumline. That's been, like, having a moment on TikTok, so it's, like, in my brain right now. Yeah, Drumline is just an iconic movie, and I feel like we should incorporate the tea break once a season. Like, we should just kind of, after a few episodes, switch it up. Yeah. 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 That was nice. So, yeah, any other quick hits that you want to get into? No. So that's a year in review. 2021. Wow. We're here. We're here now. We're looking back at 2020 and saying, wow. It's like looking back at an explosion. It really is. Yeah. We made it through and we're hopeful about 2021. Tentatively hopeful. Tentatively hopeful. There's a vaccine now, so that's good news. Yes, we'll see. We'll ha- we'll see what happens with the vaccines. <sighs> it's like, can we breathe yet? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we can breathe yet. But know. wear your mask if you are breathing. Oh my gosh! Yes, please wear your mask. Please wear your goddamn mask. I don't want to hear nothing from nobody about wear your mask. I don't know distance. about the mask. It's like no, four hundred thousand and counting. Wear your goddamn mask and social distance. Yeah. If you can work from home, work from home. If you can't work from home, you know, 
trying your best out here. People look out for the people who got to work, who can't work from home. Yeah. Uh, support small businesses if you can. Small, small I businesses. like. There's just so much that breaks our heart about 2020. It was a really, really, really rough year. Um, but I will say that this doing this decom made my year at least a little bit better and a little bit brighter and gave us something to look forward to yeah we were able to creatively work on something together and and kind of make this a bit of a pet project and you know we took a few breaks throughout and and we needed time to breathe um a few times but ultimately we wouldn't have done it without the support from all of you so thank you yeah and uh look forward to a more Dank Disney content in 2021. Yes. Yes, I'm KK. And I'm Wiggles. And, uh... No, happy New Year. Happy New Year. And, uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. With some new content. See you later.